so here it is. Let's go into the cosmos. Welcome to this week's episode of Into the Cosmos, your New York Cosmos team podcast, exclusively here on the Sports Palooza Radio Network. I am E.J. Gar, and joining me here shortly will be Franco Delapa. I'm going to get started here while I wait for him, and uh, man, so much going on. Of course, crazy weekend last weekend. Our Cosmos made Puerto Rico look pretty bad, in my opinion. It's just, you know, you see a match like that, and you wonder... If Puerto Rico is going to watch that tape and, and learn something from that tape, or if they're just going to watch that tape and throw it out, uh, it's you know I was sitting here, I have a few points to make about this match. Uh, you know, as you talked about Puerto Rico, just couldn't complete any passes. If you watch that match again with Puerto Rico and the New York Cosmos, Puerto Rico didn't complete five passes in any sequence. Even if you start back at the goalkeeper, you watch that game again, you can see Puerto Rico had trouble. Just It looked like all they wanted to do was, was, was get to midfield and throw a ball up into the box, and, and, and it was just always a turnover. And the Cosmos defense was more than ready for that. So I was kind of kind of shocked that I don't know if that was the approach that Adrian, uh, Coach Adrian, what Brett really wanted to have over there. Uh, we were kind of shocked by it. Um, we're going to be sitting down with Lucky. We talked to Lucky on Tuesday. And, of course, having Lucky Kosada on the show, nothing wrong with that because Lucky's tearing it up this fall. <laughs> so that's pretty great, man. I, I, you know, to have Lucky on the show, it's his first appearance of uh, this year. Of course, he didn't have that much of an influence in the spring campaign. But, you know, that fall came and Coach Gio said, you know what, I think I need a spark. And I'm going to hope that Lucky's that guy. And he's more than been that guy. I mean, he's one of four guys in the league. With uh, four goals and three assists, of course, he took home two Emirates Man of the Match awards at uh, Stewart Stadium as well this month. And what a month for uh, that, that, a great month for Lucky Kosana in the month of July. And of course, in August, here we go for the Cosmos. Five games in August. Four of those are home games, and that's nice. Outside of the trip to Puerto Rico, the Cosmos will be at Stewart Stadium for the whole month of August, and that's nice. I mean, if you include the July 30th game, really, you're talking about six, uh, you know, five out of six right in a row. That's nice. Cosmos can certainly use that after the tough road swing that they went through. Pretty nice. Uh, Really, the three things I learned from that Puerto Rico match, let me tell you at least my take for all. (laughs) Yasmani Duke, obviously, needs to learn how to stay on size. I mean, you know, he was behind that defense (laughs) all too often. Obviously, that uh, that flag came up a little more often than we would have liked to have seen it. Yeah, obviously he's excited. He wants to get on the board, obviously. Uh, you know, you come back from the uh, Copa, and he obviously wants to have a big influence. And, you know, that's, uh, you know we all love Yasmani Duke around here. We've talked about him with Andres. We're going to talk about him with Lucky today as well. Um, you know, like I said, Puerto Rico just couldn't complete any passes. It was just shocking to see that. One ball, two balls, three balls, turnover. Uh, one pass, there's a pass, and throw it into the box, turnover. I, I, I was really sitting here at Shep and JP. I, I, I have no idea what match Shep and JP were actually sitting here watching. I, I They were never in this match. It never happened. Uh, it, it never happened. I, I, you know, Frank and I spoke about it off the air, and uh, hopefully Frank's going to be joining me here shortly. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, Franco, you know, I, well, you and I spoke off the air about some of the stuff that was going on. Welcome back, man. How are you doing, Franco? Thanks for coming in today. How are you doing, man? All good. All good, EJ. That's cool, man. Good. All right, cool. Uh, yeah, I was just talking about how Puerto Rico looks so, man, just, I, I don't want to say, man, dysfunctional. That's the wrong word. Uh, it's a little bit of a harsh word to say to describe that match with the Cosmos Franco. But, man, they could not complete anything. It was just a, 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 a pass to the defender, a pass up to their midfielder. He'd throw it into the box, turnover. What do you know? And they did it continually. I don't know if that was Coach Adrian's plan. All along, is just trying to get the ball forward, get the ball forward, and hopefully we'll make something happen from there. But after 50 minutes or an hour of it, it just it never happened. The only real chance they had was when Adam, when Jimmy Moffat, oh, I'm sorry, when Jimmy Mauer threw that ball to Adam Moffat just outside the box, and Adam Moffat turned around and turned over the ball, and that led to a shot on goal, which was kind of weird. But uh, other than that, <laughs> Franco, the Cosmos absolutely dominated that Puerto Rico game in every aspect of that, every aspect, Franco. Yeah, Puerto Rico didn't show much. I agree with you. Uh, you know, um, maybe they just came in to, to try to lock it up and get a draw on the road. But I don't think those tactics no. work unless you can really have the team to do 
I'm not sure they have because you have to have some possession. There's no reason not to. And then uh, they came back and, uh, um, you know, I, I, I just, yeah, they, you have to keep right, EJ. They weren't in the game. Uh, Cosmos maybe had something to do with that, though. The Cosmos are playing pretty well right now. And uh, if you don't come out at them, uh, these teams that have come out at the Cosmos a little bit or, or had a really good counterattack, one of the two, you know, have, have had success, some success against the Cosmos. But Puerto Rico didn't have either one of those things going for them. Yeah, they really didn't, man. And uh, hopefully Adam Moffitt's okay. Uh, you know, we, we saw Adam Moffitt holding his back the entire second half after he took that spill. I, I was shocked he was actually in that game in the second half. I, I, cause, I mean, Frank, you, Adam Moffitt did not look right in that second half. I, I, he was constantly holding his back. I was shocked that he didn't say, let, let me get out of here. I assume his mindset was, you know what, let me just get through this game and, and, and I'll take next weekend off. I, I don't think we're going to see Adam Moffitt this weekend. He did not look good, man. And that, that, that's obviously a, another problem that the Cosmos are going to have to face. Uh, I, I honestly don't expect Adam Moffitt to be there. I haven't gotten an official report yet, but, but from what I've seen, and how he how he looked coming off that pitch, Frank. He did not look good. I, you know, he took that old school spill where somebody kind of gets on their knees behind you and you push a guy back and he just land right on your back and he landed flat on his back. When he landed, I was even I said, "Ow!" I mean, I could feel what he felt. I was shocked to see Adam stay in the game. I do not think we'll see Adam Moffat this weekend. Yeah, there's something about um, you know having that happen on the turf as well. It just seems a little worse, oh, you know. Yeah. And uh, yeah, he's been a big addition to coming back. He's he, he got right into it. I think he uh, still needs a little time to get 100%, but, you know, even having yeah. him out there, it just having that option. And, uh, you know, his, his threat from distance and, and everything that he brings, uh, you know, this this team really hasn't made up for the loss of Michael LaHood totally. And, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, having Adam come back, you know, helped, helped uh, compensate there. But now, now you're basically – He's got to basically be healthy, I think, to get through the season. That's a big, big part of the, the Cosmos lineup right there, right in the middle of the field. Those guys are holding midfielders, Danny Zatella, Adam Moffat. You know, that's how those guys go is a lot how the team's going to go. Yeah, no, no doubt, man. And, uh, man, I, I hope Michael LaHood's okay, too. I saw him took a nice little spill against uh, Indy 11 last weekend. Hopefully he's okay. But, uh, yeah, so, you know, and then, of course, uh, Franco, Puerto Rico, what do they do? They rebound with a 1-1 draw in Minnesota. They scored nice and early, and then they did it again. They, they, they took the one nothing lead, and then they just did the same stuff that they did against the Cosmos. Obviously, the, the own goal didn't help. But, uh, you know, the 1-1, that, that was a weird result for Minnesota and Puerto Rico yesterday, Frank. I, I, I just couldn't believe that result after thinking to myself, well, if the Cosmos can do that to Puerto Rico, what's Minnesota going to do to this club? And they only drew – I, I was kind of taken back by that result, Frank. I, I, I really thought that Minnesota was going to hand Puerto Rico their tush, and they didn't. Puerto Rico hung out. They scored early, and they, they kind of hung around. They got that draw that you were talking about. Maybe they were expecting in New York. Didn't come, but uh, more. You know, you look at Indy 11, Franco. Here they are again on top of the table, putting in five goals against Jacksonville last night. Of course, it seems like everybody's putting a lot of balls in the net against Jacksonville right now, but uh, – in the 11 looks so amazing, Franco. I, it's, it's, is it their year? I, I, do I dare even say, is it, is it in the 11th year, man? Well, you know, just before that game, actually, the Cosmos had the number one seed, you know. Uh, so the Cosmos are still up there. But, yeah, Indy, Indy seems to come through when it counts. And, uh, you know, they were dry, you know, the first in the, uh, the, the spring season. There was a lot of draws, and, uh, you know, there wasn't a lot of goal scoring Sayed would score, but, you know, I think he only had like three or four goals going into that final game of the of the uh, spring season. He ended up with like six mm-hmm. left, I think, by the way. But, you know, that was all they had. And now since that game, though, where they kind of broke out against Carolina in that final game, they seemed to have uh, this dynamism offensively when they produced those five goals. Uh, I'm a little worried about Jacksonville. Um, you, got, you know, Tony Miola, I think, did a, you know, he's, he's a goalkeeper. So he knows how to set up the defense, and they were doing that, playing pretty good defense, you know, up until recently. Uh, they lacked scoring, and I don't think Tony addressed that. He needed to bring in a – or he needs a goal scorer there, and I don't think he's done it. But now he's having def- defensive problems. So uh, um, he's got his hands full there, and uh, India exposed a lot of their problems. So uh, India looks like the, maybe they're the team to beat right now. So look forward to that. Uh, yep. Cosmos meet them because they, they definitely that's going to be a good rematch. Yeah, it's fun looking at this table, Franco. Uh, three team, three clubs with thirteen points. Obviously, uh, Rio right there, Minnesota's right there. <laughs> oh, 
third, three clubs with 13 points uh, tie the top of the table. Obviously, goal differential will come into play as uh, as it gets you know later into the campaign. But uh, yeah, obviously, Indy 11 is back on top. Cosmos right there, and then Edmonton uh, sitting right there. They're playing well. As, uh, man, some nice matches this weekend coming up too. Franco Edmonton's playing fantastic football. I, four, I can't believe they played four one nothing games in their last five matches. They won three of those, lost one of those. But it's just huge. You know, Minnesota or Edmonton has a plan. Uh, they, they they have a plan, and it's working. I, I, I We like what Edmonton's doing. Obviously, they struggled a little bit early, and we, we, we wondered why. I think now they're the team that we actually thought they were going to be back in the beginning of the fall campaign, Franklin. Yeah, it's a pretty solid team. All right. Uh, those last two games up there against the Cosmos, they, you know, they, they didn't dominate, but they, they know how to pull out a result, you know, and, that's yeah, what yeah. Paul Miller has got a team that can do that. Some of the, you know, some pretty good players there, even though they're not going to be well known. They're low profile guys, good combinations. And uh, look, it's the old, you know, it's that adage: if you win your games at home, and you know, get anything on the road, you should be good. And uh, it doesn't exactly go like that. But Edmonton, is, they're going to be tough to beat at home, and they win those games at home. Yeah. So uh, you, you know, chalk up, uh, you know, a bunch of points there. And uh, they're going to be in it right to the end. Yeah, what do you think of uh, Edmonton's uh, this weekend, man? How many miles is it from uh, Edmonton to Puerto Rico? Man? <laughs> now, that's a road trip, Franco. <laughs> and, uh, you know, speaking yeah. of road trips, man, like, obviously it's nice for the Cosmos to be home. Five games in August, four of them are going to be home. That's nice. Outside of the trip to Puerto Rico, the Cosmos are going to be home for August, man, which is fantastic. Obviously, if you go back to the July 30th match with Puerto Rico, that's you know, six or, five of the last six. And obviously, what the Cosmos doing as well as they're doing at home, uh, it's a pretty nice place for them to be. This this should be a nice little comfortable stretch for the Cosmos, where they can either extend that lead or at least uh, you know get get into the lead and, and try to maintain it. Because having all these games at home in August, with September and October left, that that, that that's going to be big. This is going to be a turning point month for the Cosmos. If, you're, if they're not winning their home games in this pivotal time of the campaign, oh boy, here we go, Frank. Yeah, I think that's it's really important to uh, get it sort of get it together at home. Uh, they didn't do great on the on the road. The Cosmos struggled a little bit on the road there, but you know maybe that put in a thing that can uh, help galvanize the team a little bit uh, when they go mm-hmm. back out on the road. They'll use that experience hopefully to their benefit. But uh, saying that, home you can get a little bit comfortable, and that's where they've got to absolutely dominate. And I don't think the Cosmos have done that. I think they've. Uh, Got to get back to that sort of, uh, just sort of uh, in in you know unbeatable Cosmos type uh, attitude. They don't quite have that yet. You know, I think other teams are thinking, hey, we could come in there and do something against these guys. Uh, might have to lock it up and try to counterattack. But the Cosmos sort of have to get that home field back where it's theirs. They they uh, dominate it and they own it. Uh, obviously, they do have the longest winning streak, you know, uh, at home. So they do have that going for them. I think they just have to just maintain that and, you know, reestablish uh, that sense of invulnerability uh, with loss a little bit being out of the road. Yeah, what do you think of David O'Cheng? Uh, you know, I, I, I love having David O'Cheng back there. He, he is a presence back there. You saw him taking out their big guy. Uh, he did a great job against Puerto Rico. <laughs> uh, David O'Cheng, you know, you, you're getting our shout-out of the week for a guy who just, just isn't getting enough chatter for what he's doing. I I, I, was, I, I love this kid, man. I, I think what he's doing is tremendous back there. Obviously, if Reversio isn't back there, you need somebody with a bit of a presence, and he has no fear, man. David O'Chang, let me, let me tell you, he's not afraid of anything. After everything this man's been through, yeah, it's going to take a little bit more than some guy in a soccer field to intimidate David O'Chang. So, you know, it's, uh, I, I love this kid, man. I think his composure is phenomenal. Obviously, he has his height. He knows how to get the ball out. The guys know how to use him. I think David O'Chang is might be one of the most silently nice pickups that the Cosmos made on that back line all year, Frank. I, I'm, I'm shout out to David O'Chang. It's going out right now. <laughs> yeah, good. Yeah, we talked to David early early in the season. He wasn't getting any time yes, at did. all. Uh, he had a little bit of patience there, and now he's in there. I think it's important who he's playing next to. I think the Cosmos have to get that combination right back there with Hunter Freeman next to him, I think that, that seemed to work. You know, Hunter uh, really, I thought, brought a good dimension to the center of the defense. Uh, they, they, I think they were lacking a little speed there, a little quickness, you know, and uh, guys were running by, especially late in the game, and uh, that made the Cosmos were giving up, giving up goals, showing some vulnerabilities back there. So uh, 
Yeah, you just need to get the right combination back there, and uh, I think the cars yeah. are working on that. Yeah, you know, it's, it's still a little concerning when the guys push up uh, Jimmy Mulligan to take a throw-in. We saw it against Edmonton, man. What, 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 why is Jimmy Mulligan taking a throw-in just outside the uh, Edmonton box? And obviously that transition goal was the goal that was, you know, Frank, we talked about this kind of stuff. If you're going to push your defenders up to take free kicks and to take free throws all the way that far up the field, and you don't have guys back ready to defend if they're going to get stuck up there, and we saw it against Edmonton, man. I, almost like clockwork. It, it came in and it happened. I, when I saw it, I said, you know what? There it is. What is Jimmy Mulligan doing throwing a foot, throwing a soccer ball from all the way up there? He can't get back there in time to stop a fast break. And that's exactly how Edmonton got that second goal. And I was sitting here going, man, I knew it. I knew it was going to happen. And, and it did. I, you, I don't know why Coach Gio has our defenders taking free kicks and throw-ins all the way up on the offensive side of the field. Thank you. Leaving your defense exposed. I, I, I don't need to work at NASA to tell you you're leaving your defense exposed, man. If they keep doing that, it's going to happen again, Franco. It's going to happen again. They're going to get torched for a bad goal at a bad time when it means the most, and it's going to be because of something simple that you're letting a defensive guy take throw-ins and, and, and kicks like that, man. I, I, there are other guys up there who can take those kicks. I'd, like, I'd rather see the, the base three at least back on that back line, even if there are free kicks on the offensive end. You gotta keep guys back, man. I, I I don't like seeing defenders take free kick throwings. I just not not all not that far off. Well, I gotta agree with you. On, uh, you know, I thought that was the game for Jimmy Mulligan to, to come back and sort of give him that speed in the back and you know that good tactical sense back there. Because he needed a little shoring up on it. And sure enough, you know, right when they needed it, he wasn't wasn't there. He could have been there to you need guys back to uh, or at least in position to recover. And Jimmy, one good yeah. thing about Jimmy and some, and some of the Cosmos uh, outside defenders, they can recover. You know, uh, they, look, you're going to get beat. Everybody gets beat. It happens. Uh, you got to be able to recover. You got to have your teammates helping you out when that happens. And uh, so I got to agree with you there. That was tactical uh, mistake, definitely paid for by mm-hmm. the Cosmos. Hopefully they'll learn from that one. Yeah. yeah, at that point in the match, too, I mean, you know, at that late in the match, I understand you want to push and get the three points on the road, but at the same token, you already have a point. You don't want to give away the other two points. I mean, you already have the points secured. It was a 1-1 match at that point, Frank. Well, the Cosmos could have been more than happy with just saying, you know what, we did all we need to do here. We don't come here and get points. Let's, let, 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 you know, let, 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 let everything happen here and get our point and get the hell out of here. And, of course, it didn't work out. Damn it. <laughs> but, all right, Franco, you know, you and I spoke to Lucky Cosana this week, and, oh, man. <laughs> uh, yeah, you're going you're to hear my excitement a little bit. I, Lucky Costana is awesome. I'm sorry. Uh, and to see what he's been doing in this uh, spring campaign with the four goals, three assists, two man of the match awards in the fall. I mean, he's just tearing it up. And we, Franco, you and I have been talking about Lucky all year. Any, anytime Sabre was struggling, we were wondering why Lucky wasn't getting in there and getting his time. You know, he, he, he scattered time here and there, 15 minutes, 20 minutes, but it's never enough. So it's really nice to see Lucky out there contributing at, at, at full bore. I mean, he's just all out there putting it out. Of course, he had a, a hand in all three of the goals with the, the cross at the own goal, the um, the feed to Arango, and, of course, uh, the, the breakaway goal, which was obviously pretty easy to come away with. But that was, man, Lucky looked phenomenal. So we want to bring you the Lucky piece right now. Uh, anytime we get to have Lucky on the air, it's his first, first time on the show this year. He was on twice last year, but. Let's bring you Lucky's uh, – Frank and I sitting down with Lucky the other day. This, this is fantastic. Here we go. All right, Cosmos fans. Well, as you all know, there's this guy from Zimbabwe who wears number 77 for the New York Cosmos up front. And all he did in July was score four goals, dish out three helpers, and come away with two Man of the Match awards. I'm going to say thank you, and I'm going to say hello to Lucky Costana. <laughs> Lucky, what's happening, How man? Are you, How, How are you, man? I'm good. I'm good. Thanks. I'm cool, How man. you been? Oh, Franco, what's Thank happening you. with you, Franco? Everything cool? Yeah, all good on this end, guys. Nice, man. That's uh, lucky. We can't thank you enough, man. What a great match you had this past weekend. It was so easy for me to say, you know what, we need to have Lucky on the show this week. Uh, lucky, I just, how do you feel walking away from a match like that when you're involved with all three goals? Uh, it was great. It was, uh, it was amazing. And obviously, it was uh, the entire team. It was a team effort. It was a team win. And I, I feel like we showed our character, what kind of team we want to be. Uh, so we want to try and build off, uh, off Saturday's game moving forward. 
Yeah, man. Of course, uh, you know, Yasmani Duke was supposed to be on the other end of that pass that made it one nothing. Of course, it ended up being an yeah, own yeah, goal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He made a good run. You know, all the credit to him for the run he made. Uh, EJ, he made a really good run, and uh, that's why I played that ball early, and it was a really tough uh, decision for yeah. the defender. So, all the credit to Yasmani for that run. Yeah, we we like Yasmani around here. We talked to Andres last week. He was on our show. Of course, you and Andres are doing phenomenal with David Diosa, putting up points all over the place. And talk about Yasmani a little bit. Yeah. You talk to Andres about Yasmani. How impressed are you with this kid, man? I, you know, we, Andres obviously, you know, is, is as impressed as we are. I, I assume you're as impressed as we are too. Yasmani is talented, man. He's going to be a star in his league for for years, if not anywhere he goes. Mhm, mhm. He's a really good player. We're excited and everything. Yeah. yeah, we like him. We like him a lot around here, man. Let's talk about the second goal, of course. Now, what a pass! I haven't won a Rango. Lucky, you bring in a Venezuelan. He is amazing, man. How easy is he to play with? You can find him anywhere. He'll find you. Of course, he he found you on the third goal. He you found him on the second goal. How nice is it to have him to work with? Mm-hmm. He's a he's a really smart player. You can see his movements of the ball. He's always checking off his shoulders and. Uh, He's a guy that uh, um, me as a forward, I'm learning from him every day, and uh, he's a really smart guy. If you make the runs, he'll, he'll play the ball. And on that second goal, it was just like a, a it was a good run that he made from him, just delaying his run and then like going through the box uh, as soon as I crossed the ball. So it was a, it was a good run from him. Yeah, and of course, third goal, lucky. I mean, yeah, pretty pretty nice when you yeah. get a feed. You're one on you're one on one with a goalkeeper. You know you're going to just make one simple move and get around that. That that had to feel nice just to tap that goal in, put yourself on the score sheet. That had to feel nice, man. Four goals and three assists. Only three other guys in this league have done that, and you have been on limited time. But that's, you're lucky. That's amazing, man. Yeah, man. It's, it's just uh, for me, I, I feel like it's, it's more uh, being ready uh, for uh, whenever I get called up and just taking care of my body and making sure I'm mentally ready too because it's not easy. Uh, to stay focused when uh, there's a lot going on. And uh, I feel like for me, like, uh, the team is really, like, very intact and uh, everyone is supporting each other. And uh, it's always it's always good vibes at practice. And I think that really helps uh, uh, coming on the field and knowing that there are guys that are going to cover for you and you're going to cover for them. And I think that's really important. Yeah, man. Yeah, Franco, jump in here. Hey, Lucky. Yeah, I wanted to talk to you about um, playing that Roll it forward, you know, and you're often alone up there. It seems like you've you've got that down. Uh, can you just, just sort of describe how how you have to play in that role? It seems such a key for the Cosmos. Uh, saying that uh, the first two goals came from you on once from the left and then from the right, you know, and then the third goal you're right in the middle of the field. Uh, just. What you know? Mm-hmm. What, what is what goes into playing in that in that role, and how important is it? Because you have de- defensive responsibilities too. What goes into that role? Yeah, uh, Joe and uh, Leko are most uh, the coaches. They tell us they, they tell us when we get when we get on the white side, we'll try and check people on and uh, just just try to be confident. And uh, whatever comes to your mind, just do it because some, someone else we believe that someone else is going to be covering. Us and uh, if I'm not doing that, someone else is doing it, and then I'm covering for them defensively too. And I think it, it, it worked out because me, Jasmine, and Diosa, we kept switching all the time uh, after after 20 minutes of the first half, and we did that the entire game. And but it's hard for the defenders because they didn't they didn't know uh, where I'm gonna be, where just where Jasmine or Diosa is gonna be. So we kept switching around, and I think that really helped. Mm-hmm. Yeah, certainly, man. And, uh, you know, uh, uh, Lucky, I'm looking over your Twitter feed and all that, and that t- t- Together We Are One campaign. You've been pretty heavily involved in that. That's that's pretty cool stuff, man. I, I love all the off-the-field stuff that you get involved with. Uh, tell us a little, about, yeah, yeah. A little bit about that. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, yeah, that's, uh, that's uh, um, an academy. My friend, uh, uh, Tawanda Sateke, is from Zimbabwe, too. He's a really mm-hmm. close friend of mine, and when I was in Tampa, he started it, and... Uh, I'm kind of like helping out too uh, on the side and promoting it. And I go there and coach sometimes for him. I uh, coach the kids uh, off-season um, in December and stuff. I just Because uh, I played in Tampa for a while, so that's why. Uh, so the, it's, it's getting big now, so I'm really happy for him. 
uh, trying to put yeah. them out there and so people know, yeah. Yeah, yeah, very so cool, it, man. It's going well so far, but it's, uh, it's don't get Simonia. That means that's, that's uh, in Devele, my language, that means uh, together we are one. Yeah. Uh, that's great, man. It's uh, you know I saw the voting just came to a close here for all that stuff that was going on there. That's, uh, when are you going to find out who's going to actually come away with all the, all the awards from that? Sorry? I was wondering. I know that uh, that vote, you had you had the thing on your Twitter feed about the voting for the... Um, um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's gonna, he, uh, he's gonna find out soon. They should find out soon, so he's gonna let me know. Yeah. All right. All right. Hopefully, you'll post it and let it, yeah. let everybody know what happened. And uh, yeah, man, I heard. I heard. Now, obviously, we mm-hmm. all know you're the Dartmouth leading scorer, 34 goals over there. And I heard you were hitting the gym down at the Dartmouth uh, a couple about a few weeks ago. You were down at the Dartmouth gym hanging out. <laughs> How often do you get over to the college and hang out with those kids? <laughs> Do you really no, no. hear them through, throughout the 
Do you hear them through the whole match? Because they, they don't stop, man. 90 minutes of drums and trumpets uh, and screaming. <laughs> Is that awesome or what? <laughs> you hear them all the time, and that's what keeps us going, too. You, like, you look you look up at the, at the clock, and you also, like, you look up on the other side, see our fans, and they're all they're all going. And so that gives us the, the initial push, too, to, like, just keep going until until uh, the the game is done. So it, they play a big role, even if um, they don't see that, but they, they play a really big role on the field. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think all of us feel like we have a big role in, in, the, in the success of the Cosmos, man. I mean, you know, when, you, when you're there to support mm-hmm. your club, it's fun, man. I mean, it's, it's fun being at Stewart Stadium when you guys are playing well. And, and it's just... It's so nice. Obviously, you walk off the field, you give a nice little little high fist to the to the supporters out there. They, they love you, man. I, they, yeah, they, yeah. Everyone, they, they love it, man. Franco, you want to jump in here before we let Lucky go? Yeah, give you one last thing on this uh, game coming up. Like you talked about, Rahio, and uh, uh, that was a bit of an upset when they beat you guys in Oklahoma City. Uh, what do you expect mm-hmm. from that team uh, coming in, coming into New York? Uh, well, we lost our last game at, at, at their place, so they're going to have a little bit of confidence coming uh, at our home, but uh, we're also coming off of a great win, and uh, uh, the vibes are good at, at training, and everyone is happy, and uh, I feel like we're going to just uh, fo- follow the uh, same way we played and try to get an early goal in the first half and make sure we don't concede any goals because uh, that has been our biggest weakness the past, the past games, and uh, trying to stay compact defensively, and when we go forward, we we, we make sure we attack the box, the pace, and uh, yeah, it should be a good game. Should be a good, good game. They're a good team. They're really they're really good players, but it's going to be a good matchup. Yeah, they certainly have a few good players over there, man. And uh, you know, you come out yeah. of the film room today. You, you come out of the film room today, Lucky. What are you looking for on that back line? Are you looking for you know some, somewhere where, where where deficiencies in that back line, and, and maybe where, where the goalkeeper struggles with high and low and right and left? Side? What are you looking for in film sessions on that defense? For me, EJ, EJ to be honest, is gonna. I'm gonna keep doing what I. Uh, I do. I like doing just running around all over the place uh, in front and just making uh, confuse the defenders a little bit and uh, making sure that every chance is an opportunity. If that chance is gone, I'm gonna I'm gonna look for another chance and another chance. So it's gonna be a lot of uh, work uh, on Sunday, a uh, lot of running, of course, and to take my chances too. And if I can assist, I'm gonna assist. But all the, the at the end of the day, it's about the team. I, Trying to get three points on Sunday. Yeah, nice. <laughs> oh, lucky! I love it, man. All right, let's get you out of here. I know, I know you're busy. I know you got a lot going on, man. Uh, we we obviously cannot thank you enough for coming on the show this week, lucky man. Uh, <laughs> thank you, Jeff. Appreciate your time, man. Uh, of course, man. Stay healthy and just you know finish out the campaign strong, man. Uh, you know that's all we can really ask, lucky. Stay healthy and keep producing, man. Love it. Thank you. Thank you so much. We do. We'll do. Okay, EJ. <laughs> All right, man. We'll talk to you later. Uh, All right, guys. Thank you so much. All right, Lucky. We'll see you later, man. Oh my goodness, Franco. Uh, you know, there's there's certain guys on this club that, that you know everyone has their favorites and everyone has these guys that. I, I, Lucky's one of my favorite players on this club. He has been for the past two seasons, man. Not only all this off-the-field stuff that he does, Frank, but on the field, obviously, the production. We, we've been talking about Lucky almost every week on the show, you and I. Uh, we have to appreciate what Lucky does for this club. Yeah, sure. I mean, look, at he's, he's been consistent, right, EJ? I mean, he's man. probably been the most consistent player on this team, even when uh, he, he's been out of the lineup quite a lot. But, but, yeah, but when he comes back in, He's right there. So he's yeah, pretty exemplary. Uh, you know, that, that position I think is so important. How how that that center forward plays, you know, how he produces basically, you know, determines a lot on, on, on where this team's gonna go. And uh his production was incredible in that game. I, I thought uh he was he was great the whole game. He was all over yeah. the place. Like he says he likes to run around and move and they, and he's got the freedom to do that. I think he really understands that position. Uh, it's not easy to explain what he's supposed to do up there, you know, except for just being in yeah. the right place. Uh, you, you can't map that out. He's got some really good instincts how to, how the team's going to play, and uh, looking forward to seeing him here uh, have a good close to the season too, because uh, he's you know he's had to had to sacrifice a lot. So we'll see how he how he finishes up here. I think he's he's 
hungry and he's he's really in form right now. Uh yeah. Uh you think? Yeah, yeah, it must have been pretty tough for him to watch the, the spring campaign because he really didn't have much of an influence on it. I mean, he only made a couple of appearances off the bench, and obviously Sabo was there most of the time. But, Frank, you know, when, when you put somebody up front alone like that, obviously, you know, the, 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 there's only one guy up there. When, when Lucky starts, you know, the, the, Coach Gio is leaving him up there to work with five midfielders who are around him instead of, like, having a – you know, a common four four three approach like, like some other coaches do. Coach Gio just throws Lucky up there all by himself and says, hey, man, can you go out there and produce for me today? And Lucky goes out and does that. <laughs> and that that's, that's, you can't teach that kind of stuff, Franco. There's just no learning curve that you can, you know, there's just no learning curve there, man. He just goes out and produces, and that's all you can ask. That's a good point. There's no way to – there's a lot of ground to cover. There's a lot of responsibility. And, and starts, he has to – defend as well too because they have to get the ball back and he's got to be in the right position to defend a little bit uh i say a little bit only because it's more of a tactical uh positioning where he's got to be because he's not going to pressure the whole back line and the goalkeeper it's not really what he's supposed to do and then he's got to turn around and transition into offense so uh you can't like you say you can't really map that out you can't teach it. He's got the instinct to do it. I think he really understands how this team is supposed to play with that formation. And uh, we've seen that. Even when he wasn't maybe scoring and, you know, involved in every goal like he was last week, he's still in the right place creating stuff. And, you know, uh, I guess I, I don't see anybody better than him at that position for the rest of the season for the Cosmos. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I mean, it's amazing you can actually leave one guy up there and he can produce. It's, you know, it's not, it's not a common lineup, man. You just don't see that lineup too often. And for Coach Gio to actually put the confidence and lucky to say, listen, man, I'm leaving you up here all alone. Uh, you, you know, obviously everyone works together. We, we know this, man. That midfield works together with him very well. And obviously with David Diosa and Andres Flores, those three have been phenomenal together. I mean, it's amazing how you can put guys together and there's just a certain way that they click. I, I, you can't explain it. You really, right, Frank? You can't really explain that stuff, especially when you bring guys from all different cultures of the world. Obviously, Andres Flores, El Salvador. We know Dave Joseph's not, not not from there either. We know Lucky Cosanas from Africa. I mean, man, you you put all these guys together and they just find a way to produce. You know, I, I love the trio of those three, and obviously they've been producing. What more can you ask? Yeah, and also the, the communication is obviously there with Lucky and Juan Arango, and that's really key. Just one, That's big. you know, I think he, he was a little bit ahead, a little bit outside of everybody for a while there. And now he's finding, you know, his combinations and people are reading him a little bit better. And him and Lucky are like right on the same page. I mean, that was that was incredible. So that's that's a key right there. So all those guys have to work, you know, in, in unison. And and uh, Juan, you know, is, is uh, if, he's, if he's communicating with Lucky and those guys are a uh, combination like that, uh, that's, that's a pretty good combination, those two. Yeah, man, it really is. Of course, David Joseph from Columbia. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, I love these three, man. It's, it's a great-looking trio. And obviously, when, when, you, when you produce like that, it's pretty tough to deny. And you can't leave them out there. I mean, you've you got to leave them out there. <laughs> Hopefully, uh, Coach Gio will continue to leave those three out there. It's just Even with some of the injuries that are going on around there, if, uh, you know, obviously, Andres is going to hopefully be back here this weekend. We spoke with him, and uh, we expected him to miss last weekend, and he did, even though he was on the bench. And, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it looks like Andres should be back this week, which would be nice. I'd like to see Andres, uh, Lucky, and David all together again. Because, you know, like I said, man, when you when you find a little click and it's working, you stick with it. And hopefully uh, that's what will happen here. So, yeah, it's good stuff, Franco. Uh, it's, yeah, again, thanks for Lucky, man. I really appreciate him coming by stop and hanging out with us. And, uh, yeah, Franco, man. Uh, you know, obviously, Cosmos has split split the series with uh, Ryo so far. The one nothing win at home and the three nothing road loss, which was pretty bad. And now, obviously, they're two completely different matches, Franco. That one nothing match, obviously, there are red cards handed out all over the place at Shore Stadium, Ryo. I mean, by the time they finished that game, I think there were three people left on that pitch. <laughs> Everybody just got red carded that day. <laughs> and obviously, uh, Ryo got the revenge. Now the Cosmos are looking for their own revenge. That's amazing, man. I actually go back and forth. Home. We talked about home field advantage and what it really means, and obviously we've already seen it with these two. They both won both their home matches. So it's, uh, but it's not so easy to go on the road this year, Franco. It, it seems like even this year, even more so than normal, obviously going on the road is never easy. But it sure does seem like going on the road this year, including the Cosmos, obviously everybody. It's just a lot of struggles on the road this year. So it seems like more than normal. 
yeah, I think you get what's happened, in my opinion, is that NASL got better in the last few months. I think all the teams got better, uh, except maybe Jacksonville. You know, uh, there's a couple exceptions in there that might prove the rule. Uh, Carolina, I'm not sure. But overall, I think teams know how to play each other better. They've gotten better. Look at a lot of these guys coming, even like a Joe Cole comes into the league, he makes that team better, you know. Uh, Oklahoma yeah. City uh, with uh, Rio with, you know, I think they've got six, maybe five, six guys with World Cup. Spent, you know, that's a team that now is, is a pretty good team. They didn't exist a year ago, you know. So I think the league's yeah. just gotten better, and I think that's one reason why. Another uh, example is in the Open Cup, U.S. Open Cup a year ago, NASL teams really struggled. This year they, they did okay, you know, and they got they okay, into, yeah. the, uh, into the quarterfinals, and, you know, everybody did pretty well just about. So I just see a, a lot of improvement. So that's uh, – put it on, made it tougher for uh, uh, the Cosmos. And, you know, and, and you go on the road, these teams you know, expect to win at home. Whereas in the past, um, you know, I think some of those teams were just trying to figure out if they could win anywhere, really. And uh, yeah. so with Rio, um, you know, they look pretty good at home. I, I, I talked about this a little before. Uh, they really struggled against Puerto Rico in the game before the Cosmos at home. But they seemed to get it together in the last, you know, 10 minutes of that game. Kind of like a veteran team, you know. They got all these veterans out there, uh, Michelle, Samaras, and these guys. Um, you know, Robbie Finley, and uh, so I think they, they're now a, a team that uh, can play not so well or badly, and maybe still do okay, get a result. So I think the Cosmos have to be really aware of that. This team's pretty resourceful. You know, uh, you can't foul guys, uh, you know, in the attacking zone because Michelle's going to make you pay for it, and that guy comes up. Uh, again, he's he's got to be uh, not one of the fastest guys in the league or anything, but you know he's deceptive. He'll get a foul, and uh, I think the Cosmos have to have learned from how those guys played against him in that three nil uh, game in Oklahoma City. Uh, Cosmos should win this game. Uh, they, they've got every everything going for them, but um, Oklahoma City uh, Rio is just a much better team, I think, than they were. Uh, the first time they played Cosmos in the uh, spring season. So uh, you got to look at it that way, and, and uh, it's a, just a different team. Again, uh, same guys, but, you know, a little more resourceful, a little more uh, um, just a little more like a veteran team now. You know, you know they've only been around for a year. Yeah, and they, and they certainly have plenty of experience over there, man. Uh, number seven, number nine, number 21. Oh, there's some guys over there who have been <laughs> have some experience, man, no doubt about that at all. You know, I'm, I'm looking over these road fixtures. Michael. There's been 38 games and uh, only four wins on the road for the entire North American Soccer League. The Cosmos obviously have one of those. Ottawa has one of those. Rio has one of those. And Carolina has one of those. Everyone else? No wins on the road. Uh, it's in uh, Fort Lauderdale and Tampa Bay. You know, it's amazing. We're talking about Fort Lauderdale. Remember how well they played on the road, what all they did on the road, the U.S. Cup, and all they did. Well, they're 0-3 in the road in the fall portion of the camping. No. Uh, it's just amazing, man. These numbers just change. Uh, it's, it's, it's amazing. I love looking at all these stats. I mean, four road wins for all these teams all year, uh, or for the entire fall. There's only four, four teams that have gotten three points. That shows you the discrepancy between the home and road, man. And obviously, those teams are the ones that are up there. Look at you. Frank, are you impressed with Ottawa getting back into this? I mean, all of a sudden, we were talking, remember, not even two weeks ago, we were sitting here talking about Ottawa. Are they going to get out of this basement doldrum that they're in? And now they're right smack dab in the middle of the table with three straight wins, man. It's, it's amazing how things can change so fast, week to week. I, you know, you, put, you play a three game. This is what we talked about when you play three games in eight days. You, you go out and get some results, man. You can find yourself up in the table really quick. Yeah, I think that's true, but I think I don't pay. Look, they should they should be up there. They got to the final last year against the Cosmos. They could have won that game uh, if they played it at home. They they, they might have won that game. And, and even yeah, in uh, right. Oscar, they they came. You know, they they gave them a run even playing a man down. So uh, they should be up there. I think they've made some tactical errors. You know, we talked about it before, and that's cost yeah. them. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, Carolina's sort of getting back into it too now. Just a couple results does it for you. Uh, that's an amazing statistic, I think, about the uh, road games. And uh, Edmonton uh, does have a long ways to go to Puerto Rico. But everybody has uh, these tough road trips. Yeah, that's that's the biggest, yeah. probably the biggest contrast and uh, the greatest example of contrasting conditions that occur in this league. But saying that, the Florida teams don't have that far to go to play each other, and they struggle on the road. So, uh, 
yeah, I guess we'll just have to keep keep up with that. EJ's really good at this, you guys. So I think everybody should listen to what he's he's going to predict on on uh, you know the trend there. But yeah, I mean that's that's definitely something to look at. Four wins in 38 games on the road. Yeah, and obviously Otto will have an Indy 11 this weekend. And Indy 11 is obviously playing pretty well, man. That's going to be an interesting match. I mean, that might all. I mean, you look at the thing. Or you look at the schedule. Besides the Ohio, Oklahoma, uh, New York Cosmos game, and maybe Minnesota, Miami. That uh, that Indy 11 Ottawa match really turns into a pretty big match. The Indy 11 trying to keep their momentum. Ottawa trying to keep their momentum with three straight uh, two nothing wins. That's 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 big stuff, man. I I, I'm, I I wonder if that Indy 11 Ottawa game is going to be on BN Sports this weekend. That's going to be that's going to be a pretty decent game to watch. Both of those two teams can score. Obviously, Ottawa with Pizer, you know, they can play pretty well. Obviously, three straight clean sheets for him. But, uh, yeah, he's pretty good, man. I, I think we all know with, uh, what Pizer brings to the table. <laughs> he's, he's obviously pretty good. And, uh, you know, Jimmy Maurer is obviously another for him, which was impressive. But really pretty easy. Really, if you break down how easy that, that clean sheet came for him last weekend. I mean, two shots on goal or two shots on frame, man. And, and, and the one the one, one of those was, was barely even, oh, my God, you know, anybody can stop that. So it's, so you, you really, it's really nice when, when uh, your defense makes your job a little bit easier. And obviously, Pizer and uh, Jimmy Maurer have two pretty good defenses in front of them. So. That helps, although we do see some Cosmos break, breakdowns in that defense once in a while. <laughs> hey, you know, it happens. You know, it, it, we all talk about that, but uh, whatever, man. Um, I definitely want to talk about the Kids' Summer Special. $5 sideline tickets all through August. On the 7th versus Ryle, 13th versus Tampa, 27th versus Carolina, and the 31st versus Indy. $5 sideline tickets for the kids. Really? I mean, man, if you don't have 5 bucks playing around to take your kids to a Cosmos game, come on now, people. Let's go. Get out there. And uh, 2,000 fans, the first 2,000 fans that walk into the show stadium this weekend get a team poster, which is very cool. I can't believe I can't make it this weekend, Franco. I'm out in uh, – I'm out in where, – where are we? I'm out in water – Jamestown. Sorry, I had to turn to my wife and find out where I am. We travel so much around here. <laughs> yeah, we're out in Jamestown, so I'm not going to be able to even make some acts this weekend, Franco. But I heard that you're talking about coming down for the 27th versus Carolina. What is it with Carolina, man? You seem to like coming down to the show stadium for Carolina games. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. ZJ just kind of coincidence, believe me. Uh, I'd like to get down there. Uh, so I think it's a good take. You know, you're talking about some pretty good ticket prices and stuff. Look, at the Cosmos is a good take. Uh, you know, I think it's a very interesting team to watch. I like to, uh, you know, how they're going to develop. I think it's, it's a, you know, you got a lot of individuals out there that are going to make their mark with the Cosmos, and then uh, maybe maybe they'll go elsewhere and make their mark. Good young players. Uh, yeah, Carolina – Look at uh, we kind of analyzed the overanalyzed those guys because we saw them so much. It seemed like last year, and uh, saw them in person. I liked them a lot. Uh, so yeah, it's just coincidence. I'm coming down. I'm going to get down there for that game though. But uh, I'll be down there Amazing. for a couple of games for sure. I, you know, I think it's a good take. Yeah, you should probably spend a few days down here, man. I mean, the 27th versus Carolina and the 31st versus Indy. I, who who's going to want to miss the Indy New York Cosmos match on August 31st, Franco? Now that. I mean, they're, 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 you know, obviously there's going to be some significance to that at, that at that point in the campaign, another month away, four or five games into it. At that point, obviously both of the teams will have 12 of the 20 games played uh, in, in the fall portion of the campaign, which obviously only leaves us, you know, two months left to season. So that's uh, – that obviously that Indy 11 match is going to be monstrous. I imagine they're going to be traveling. They're going to bring a bunch of fans down here. You know, they, they love their spot, man. I, it's fun watching the Indy 11 fans. They, you know, they, they, man, it's, you know when, your fan, when your teams finally get to, get to the point where you're having, you're putting, you're putting a good product out there, you better get your fans behind you. And the Indy 11 fans are certainly behind them. And I, we love that stuff, man, because we're behind our Cosmos as much as anybody else, you know. But uh, cool to see their fans. I imagine they're going to – maybe you should hang out for the 31st too, Franco. Maybe take two games in a row. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking, at, I'm looking at that. But, you know, I think yeah, what Indy's done is they've sort of turned their home field into a huge advantage. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's spontaneous, whatever it is. The people are coming out. And, uh, yeah, look, at Indy's, it seems like a tough place to play for everybody. And uh, they get some traveling support as well. Yeah, no, I, I think uh, that's really important, you know. And I don't, I don't know if you can – you can't really uh, make that up. You know, you can't uh, – Manufactured. It just kind of sort of got to happen, and the team captured uh, the imagination of their fan base, you know, because they went undefeated in the um, in the spring season, and you know, mm-hmm. they look like they want to win the championship again. This this they want to win this one and win the whole thing. Uh, so people yeah. are going to be behind them. Yeah. So yeah, that'll be a good take on Wednesday as well. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, Indy 11 and Edmonton are both uh, they're both like, oh, four zero and zero at home. I, I believe they're both four and zero at home. I just, I said, man, I just, you know, I, the, the two two toughest places to play. Obviously, Cosmos are right there too. Not, not too many people walk to the shoot state and come away with the results either. So. Uh, all right, Franco, it's uh, El Salvador Heritage Day at Shoe Stadium this weekend, and our guest from last week, Andres Flores, will be celebrating with his native El Salvadorians on the field. That would be fun, man. It's, uh, you know, the Cosmos always do this kind of stuff. Uh, we, we need a Zimbabwe day for Lucky, man. Uh, that's what I want to see. We fly over a whole bunch of Africans. Support Lucky, man. That would be phenomenal. I'd love to see that. <laughs> yeah, good idea. Look at a lot of those guys. You know, the Zimbabweans uh, came, came to Dartmouth with uh, Lucky in the New Hampshire area. So mm-hmm. they got a little, little, little bit of a community. So maybe uh, I could get a couple right. more guys over here, maybe defect and you know play play or whatever in, in the leagues over here. There was a good connection uh, going back to the Bobby Clark days, who's now at Notre Dame. You know, the former uh, yeah. Scotland goalkeeper of Aberdeen. You know, played for Alex Ferguson. He's the guy that basically started mm-hmm. all that stuff. And you know, Lucky's one of the latest guys to come out of that very productive for uh, both both sides, you know, the players coming over and, and it really helped the game in this country and some teams here as well. No doubt, man. Oh, no doubt about that. See, that's cool stuff to know, Frank. A lot of people don't, you know, when you're throwing little facts like that, I mean, you know, a lot of people may not realize all the stuff that uh, Lucky's been through and who he knows and all the, the Dartmouth and the Ivy League connection that he has. And that's, man, that's pretty big stuff, man. You know, it's, <laughs> that's not that's not a little cupcake league over there, man. That's, uh, that's serious stuff. <laughs> Ivy League takes their soccer pretty seriously yet. Uh, no doubt about that, man. We, we know that. <laughs> but, uh, all right, Franco, what, uh, where are you watching that this weekend? Well, I'm going to try to – let's hope we can uh, come through with uh, One World and uh, the Cosmos uh, streaming. I've been, been able to do that the last few few weeks, so everybody's got to do that. They can't make it to the game. Yeah. Yeah, definitely check out One World Sports. And, uh, all right, Franco, you have a good weekend, man. And, uh, you know, of course, thanks for hanging out with me. It's a great show. Thanks for Lucky again for hanging out with us. Oh, Lucky goes down. Hopefully he uh, goes out and has himself a weekend, Franco. All right, man, let's get out of here. Um, of course, everybody, thank you so much for taking the time to tune in. And uh, Vamos Cosmos, of course, uh, you know, everybody at YOKC, we hope you stay healthy and put out a good match. And everybody walks out of there and, uh, you know, has a good weekend. So, of course, around the league, everybody have a good weekend. And uh, we will catch you soon here on Into the Cosmos. We'll see you next week, everyone. Thank you.